You're listening to another life-transforming message from C3 Church San Diego. For more information on our church, go to c3sandiego.com. New wine. We sing the song. We talk a bit about how, well, Phil talked a bit about, uh, Pastor Phil talked about how new wine cannot go into old wineskins. It made me think of a, a fantastic scripture in Isaiah 43. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. You know, God so desperately loves to do a new thing. He wants to do a new thing in your life today. He wants to do a new thing in my life today. But I've discovered this, that, that God's ability to do something new in my life, God's ability to do something new in your life is completely dependent on our ability to have our hands open and our hearts open to Him and to trust Him that, that what He has that's new for us is, is better than what we have for ourselves, better than our old. New wine is dependent on our ability to let go of our old wine skin. So this message from, from Pastor Phil today has made me ask myself two questions. The first question is this, what is my old wine skin? What, what is a wine skin? Or maybe there's two, or maybe there's 10, maybe you've got a hundred, I don't know. But what is an old wine skin that you or I need to lose today, need to leave behind today? Is it an old mindset? Is it an old way of thinking? Is it unforgiveness in your heart? Is it the good old days? Like Pastor Phil said, we get nostalgic thinking about the, the good old days, but you can't go back in time. We can't ever go back in time. So thinking about all oh, the good old days when I was in college or the good old days when I was in high school, the good old days when, you know, when I was, when we were just, just married and there was no children yet and life was easy. We, we can't go back there. We can't, we can't think, that's, that's an old, it's an old wineskin. It's an old wineskin. We have to throw away that old wineskin so God can do something new. So Pastor Phil talked about Luke 5, 37. He talked about new wine. Did you know that in Luke 5:36, the scripture before, Jesus says, "No one tears a piece out of a new garment to patch an old one. Otherwise, they'll have a torn new garment, and the patch will not match the old one." The, the tragedy with this illustration is that both garments are ruined. The old garment is a mismatch, and the new garment has a hole in it. Because the truth is this, that you and I, our new will never match our old. You'll never be able to patch an old thing with a new thing because our, our new will not match our old. I recently bought a, a leather couch and it, it, it ended up getting a little tiny little hole on there, like the size of a quarter and like a little tear in the fabric. And I was like, ah, oh, no, uh, it's a, it wasn't too bad, but it's a black it's a black couch and underneath it's white material, so it does stand out. But then my son, uh, who's three years old, God bless him. He's such a great little boy. Uh, his mission is to um, smash, rip and destroy. <laughs> Satan is to steal, kill and destroy. My son is to smash, rip and destroy. And he, he has a mission in life to s just smash things, rip things and destroy things. And, and he doesn't pay for any of it because he's not paying rent yet, he's three. He won't start paying till he's four. But uh, 
So my, my son thought, oh, well, this is fantastic. And what an opportunity for me to you know, really do what I love to do, which is rip. And he ripped this little hole. Yeah, all the leather people are like, oh, feel the pain. He made this little hole and about the size of my, my whole hand on my, my leather couch. Thank you. Thank you, Jack. Well done. So I, I went onto uh, Amazon and using his college fund, I bought a patch. <laughs> yeah. I'm not paying for this. I'm a fool. No, you're paying for this, dude. You're talking about like it was 10 bucks for the patch. You, you can pound interest on that. We're talking about hundreds of dollars this kid paid. I'm not paying for this patch. So, so Jack bought this patch for me from Amazon. And I had this illusion that once I put the patch on that the couch would look exactly as it looked previously. And it was not bad. It was like a fairly close match, but it still didn't totally match. Your old should look different from your new. When you bump into somebody from your BC days, BC means before Christ, okay? When you bump into somebody from your BC days, guess what? They're not gonna know how to talk to you. They're not gonna quite get you because they're gonna see you with the old wineskin. They're gonna see you dressed in the old garment. They're not gonna see you in the new garment. They're not gonna see you in the new wineskin. I'm telling you, friend, God wants to do something new in some people today, but in order for Him to do something new in you, you and I have to be willing to throw away the old wineskin. So that was my first question from Pastor Phil's message. What old wineskins do we need to throw away today? You may have one, you may have 10. I would encourage you to, to write down some wineskins and talk to your connect group leader, talk to a friend this week and not just make church a thing that you go to and on a Sunday and then just go out this week and nothing's changed. But I would encourage you this week, why don't you think about what's one wineskin? If, if, if all you did today was just throw away one wineskin, one, one old thing, that could totally change your life. The second question, I'll tell you in a minute. The second question, I'll tell you in a minute. Um, Pastor Phil talked about three stories of healing in his message. And we're gonna read through those really quickly and then we're gonna finish up in a little while, in about two hours because we're having longer services now. <laughs> Sorry, kids, church. <laughs> Hope you have goldfish in there. Um, <laughs> Luke chapter five. We're not really, fin we're finishing in 30 minutes. Some people are like, I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm fast. It's good for you. Luke chapter five, Luke chapter five. Let's check it out. Verse one. So Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days inside the city. Near the sheep gate was the pool of Beth Bethesda. I don't know how to say that word, so I'm just gonna say the pool. I always Bethesda, but I keep saying it wrong. I had it right this morning because I looked it up on YouTube how to say it. And now, anyway, five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind people, lame, paralyzed people lay on the porches. It's interesting how people always find their, their own kind, isn't it? Fun people find fun people. Great people find great people. Sick people find sick people. Hurt people find hurt people. Gossipy people find gossipy people. I'll leave that one alone right there. 
Some of you will be gossiping about that after the service. <laughs> did you hear what he said? And they'll ask a leading question. And what did you think about it? That's just gossip. Don't do it. When Jesus saw him and he knew he'd been ill for some time, 38 years, in fact, he'd been ill for 38 years. 38 years. Could you imagine? 38 years. This guy's been sitting here on a mat by a pool, ill, paralysed. 38 years. I can't even get my head around that. We get sick for two days and we're like, the devil's attacking me. Like, this is just awful. I had to get Postmates to deliver me food. This guy's been sick for 38 years. And Jesus saw him. And He said to him, would you like to get well? Would you like to get well? Because some people, they don't want to get well. They don't want to. Because there's benefits to their sickness. They, when they get well, they can't, they can't, they lose the victim card. When they get set free of that, that thing in their mind, they can't pull the victim card. They lose the victim card. So but they, they'd rather have the victim card and have the illness then have the freedom card and be free of that thing. And I know that's not everybody. I know that's not everybody. I know some people today with some significant situations that God's gonna heal you of. But I'm just saying, if Jesus still asked the question, He asked the question, do you wanna get well? Which I would think that's, that's a silly question, Jesus. Of course He does. And He doesn't respond with yes or no. He just says, I can't, I can't get well. I cannot get well, sir. Verse seven, I cannot get well. He didn't know how to get well. He didn't know how to. The sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool where the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. This guy for 38 years has watched people cut in front of him, cut in front of him and get to the pool. You ever been to Disneyland? And you go on the Indiana Jones ride, it's a 120 minute wait. Here's a, here's a little trick. You can watch that ride on YouTube. You can watch it. And you don't get your neck hurt from the whiplash from the Jeep. I'm just saying that. But, but you, can, you can watch the Indiana Jones ride. 120 minutes. People wait and they're like, why am I here? Why, why did I pay this money to stand? I could just go to the DMV and I could be perfectly fine waiting in a line. And then you see all the people with the fast pass. Oh, and they look down at you. They condescend. I'm too sexy for that line, too sexy for that line. And they look at you and they walk on through to their front of line pass. This poor guy has been experiencing other people walk past him to the front of the line, not for 120 minutes, for 38 years. My goodness. So we've painted the picture. This is a crazy situation. So Jesus tells him, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. I would have thought Jesus may have you know, done a whole bunch of different religious things, broken bread, oil, communion, wine, said a whole bunch of special prayers, prayed in tongues for 23 minutes, and then 
and then laid hands and then had a dove come down and then anoint the head with oil. He just says, he just says, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. Instantly, after 38 years, instantly, instantly. God can take a long time to do something instantly. That's a word for somebody today. You're impatient with God, but God can do something instantly. Instantly, the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and he began walking. Here's the cool thing about this story. Jesus healed him, but it took him standing up. It took him rolling up the mat. The Bible doesn't say that Jesus helped him up, rolled his mat up for him, sent him on his way. No, Jesus clears off after the miracles happen. Sometimes Jesus will do a miracle for you and sometimes He will give it to you and ask you and I, hey, stand up, take up the mat. You've been laying on this mat for 38 years and enough is enough. Hop up, I've given you a miracle, go get it. I've given you a miracle, go get it. It's yours. Stop laying here, watching other people get theirs. The second story Pastor Phil talked about is in John 9. When Jesus was walking along, He saw a man who'd been blind from birth. Rabbi, His disciples asked Him, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his sins or his parents' sins? It was not because of their sins or his sins or his parents' sins, Jesus answered. So there you go, evidence if you believe that, oh, you sinned, so you got something. It's in the Bible. Jesus said, no, this happened so the power of God could be seen in Him. We must quickly carry out the tasks assigned to us by the one who sent us the night is coming and then no one can work. But while I'm here in this world, I am the light of the world. So then he spat on the ground, verse six, he spat on the ground, he made mud with the saliva and he spread the mud over the blind man's eyes, which is, that's kind of a strange thing to do. I've never done this, never seen it done, never tried it. So it is a bit strange, but it's supernatural. People will call it weird, but God calls it supernatural. In a world that's so hungry for supernatural, we're in a world that is hungry for the supernatural things of God. I don't know if you know that church, but we are in a world that is looking everywhere for natural responses, but God has got a supernatural solution for them. People want supernatural. People wanna go to the movies and watch Superman. You take away super, what have you got? Man. Anybody making a movie about a man? Anybody paying 12 bucks to go watch man? People want super man. We have a super God who can do supernatural things. And the best thing is in just a moment, in just a moment on this altar, He can do something that you've been holding on to for 38 years, that you've had since birth. God can deal with that in just a moment, not because He's natural, but because He's supernatural. Tragically, churches are, are closing their doors to the Holy Spirit. And, and it's like these new churches are, and I'm not here to say anything negative, I'm just saying this is what I have observed in my limited amount of knowledge. I would say I've observed that, that there are churches that are starting and, they, and they're not bad churches. They're awesome churches, but they, but they have pushed out the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is at the door saying, hello, I'm here, I'm the Holy Spirit. Father, Son and Holy Spirit, I'm kind of like the third wheel right now. I'd love to come in. I'd love to, to, to do some power, love to heal some people, love to do some signs and wonders. That's the supernatural power of God. 
Anyway, I'm getting distracted. Verse seven, Jesus tells this man with the mud in his eyes, go wash yourself in the pool of Siloam. So the man went and he washed and he came back seeing. So again, Jesus on the spot could have healed him. He could have just, just touched him and bang, he's, he's seeing again. And it would have been amazing. Jesus could have seen that. It could, it could, it could have been like an um, amazing moment. The crowd would have gone wild. Jesus, Jesus, who's the man? Jesus, it would have been crazy. But Jesus puts the mud in his eyes and he says to him, now you go and you go and wash. Jesus gives him the miracle and says, go walk it out. I've done my part, now you do yours. People who have been overparented don't like this. People who have always relied on the government don't like this. Because, but this is how God works. I do my part, now you do your part. Jesus could have healed him on the spot. Could have healed him on the spot. There was no need for the mud. There was no need for, for him to blind man, to find the pool, to walk. Jesus, give the man a cane. Like help, help the guy. No, no, Jesus said, I've done my part. Now you go do your part. Sometimes that, that's what God is asking. I've done my part, now you do yours. You respond. What's your response? The third story Pastor, uh, Pastor Phil uh, talked about was um, the story of the 10 lepers. It's found in Luke 17. As Jesus continued on towards Jerusalem, He reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As He entered the village there, 10 men with leprosy stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. They didn't even get to the priests. As they went, they were cleansed. Again, we are seeing a common thread in these three stories, people. Jesus could have, I mean, could you imagine that? And Jesus would have been the man, like right then and there, 10 lepers walk in and Jesus just goes healed. 10 people, visibly, visibly, all the leprosy falls off them. That would have turned to a party. Those 10 dudes would have, would have busted out some kind of praise party, sister act choir, oh happy day. I don't know what would have happened. It would have been epic. But again, Jesus then says to them, hey, I, I'm gonna heal you guys, but just go. And as they go, they're cleansed. As they go, they're cleansed. It's the same thing again. Jesus says, I've done my part. Now you guys do your part. So the first question I asked myself today was, what are wineskins do I need to get rid of? The second question I asked myself in Pastor Phil's message is, am I responding for my miracle? Am I responding for my miracle? Am I in a stance? Am I in a position? Am I going towards my miracle? Or am I sitting there by the pool, like the guy for 38 years, just waiting, saying, I can't. Nobody else has helped me, Jesus. There's one more story I wanna share with you really quickly and then I wanna pray for people. When I was 12 years old, I had a, a stomach thing. It wasn't like crazily bad, but it was just like, I always used to get sick like fairly often and I wouldn't really know why in my stomach. And I went to a church service one night and it was, uh, a big service, probably seven or 800 people in there. And um, the preacher said, hey, there's somebody in here tonight and you've got a stomach thing and you're not really sure what it is. And God wants to heal you right now. So I'm 12 years old. 
and so I'm kind of nervous, like, that's oh, me. So I, I kind of walk out of my chair and I'm by myself and I'm, I walk down the front, I'm like 12 years old. I'm like, that's me, I have the brain, I have the side, this is the stomach thing. <laughs> Voice is breaking, body's changing, whatever. 12 years old. And the preacher doesn't even pray for my stomach. He, he just sees me and he must have been distracted or something. And he, just, and he gives me a, a prophecy. He gives me a, an encouraging word. And he said to me, hey, you, yeah. He's like a bit old. He's like gangster. Call God's on your life. God's going to use you, young man. How old are you? 12? 12 years old. And he says to me, don't wait until you get old before you do something for God. Let God use you when you're young. Don't think you have to be old before you have to do something for God. Power of God, fill him. And then he prayed for me and I fell over. And I fell over not because he pushed me over, not because I felt I had to, because 700 people were watching. I just fell over because the power of God hit me. And sometimes people fall over because the creator of the universe has got a whole lot of power. And sometimes people just fall over. Okay, that's why we have ushers. Okay, if people didn't fall over. We'd have little need for ushers. Okay, so don't. We need ushers. I fell over in the power of God. I got up five minutes later and awkwardly walked back to my seat. And I was, I was changed. I mean, from a three minute moment of my life that changed as a 12 year old kid, changed the trajectory of my entire life. Because somebody took a moment to listen to the Holy Spirit and speak a word into me that would drastically change my life. The crazy thing about that story is the man that, that was preaching that night was Pastor Phil Pringle. And while he never prayed for my stomach, my stomach was healed. I never had that problem again. Friend, you're gonna get healed when you respond. You're not gonna get healed when you sit. Sometimes God needs you to get up, get out of your seat, come down the front, because this is where the miracles are at. This is where the miracles are at, right here. We're a Holy Spirit church. We're a power of God church. We are a supernatural church. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, team, and what we do at C3 San Diego, go to c3sandiego.com.